Hey, I'm Emily Alm. I'm the director of the Tacoma Film Festival. You're listening to NWCZ Radio. Hey, this is Johnny Smokes. You're listening to Northwest Convergence Zone Radio. Coming to you from the man cave, deep in the heart of the Pacific Northwest, you have entered the Northwest Convergence Zone. All right, everybody, welcome to the Northwest Convergence Zone show. Uh, this is the first show of fall, isn't it? Sure. Sure feels like it. It's just raining. the winter of Washington. It's dark early. It's dark I think wet. fall when did it officially technically start? like September 21st-ish. It was the fall solstice. Whatever. Right it feel, well, today I'll just say this. It feels like the first show of fall because the sun went down early and it feels way later than it actually is. But we have... A busy, busy show, a big show today. Uh, a lot of cool guests, people rolling in here. We got a special uh, in studio set uh, exclusively right here on uh, the Northwest Convergence Zone from Not From Brooklyn. We're looking forward to that in a little bit. Vox Talks is coming up and all kind of stuff. But first, I'd like to say hello to everybody. I'm Big D. I'm Voxy. And I'm Double D. And Wonder Boy is here. And that's it. That's skeleton, it. skeleton crew today. Back to basics. Gimmer is uh, probably traveling back right now from Spokane if they got everything shored up. I don't know. They might have stopped on the way back and yeah. filled up uh, <laughs> be back something. By, he'll be back by Wednesday, I'm sure, for yeah. the, the rock pit. Um, squeeze and the intern off doing uh, ROTC stuff or whatever. So, hey, it was, uh, but we, I think we did a pretty bang up job with just the four of us uh, okay. wonder boy's been working his ass off back there yeah he's a little bit frazzled yeah he's doing a great job though and uh but we'll have to listen to the show later and see if it actually is done right <laughs> in the right order <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. Uh, the right speed want to thank everybody real quick before we roll into stuff and we'll talk more about what we're doing and everything in uh hour number two but uh we have a packed hour number one want to thank everybody we're coming out to the Rocktoberfest last night at Hell's Kitchen. It was a fantastic time. All the bands were amazing, and all the people who showed up had a great time, I know. And uh, we rocked Hell's Kitchen. We rocked Tacoma. And uh, hopefully we can do that again next year because that was just a super lot of fun. And I'll talk more about it later. But to start us off, you know, uh, we're not all about music. Sometimes we get kind of pigeonholed into eh, what's the latest band, who you guys have on. Well, this week we're starting it off with a good friend of ours, Emily Alm, who is the director of the Tacoma Film Festival. And pay close attention because in as we're talking with her, she drops the fact that we're giving away some tickets. And it's real easy. She gives the answer 
in the interview. All you have to do is email us, and we will be glad to get those to you. So here we go. Starting it off tonight with Emily Om from the Tacoma Film Festival. All right, everybody, our first guest today on the big program, and I'm excited about this because I'm a huge film buff, and uh, I think festivals are a great way to go see films that you can't see on a day-to-day basis. You know, these aren't the big, huge budget films that Hollywood's rolling out and shoving down your throat. So instead of, you know, perusing through Netflix or whatever and trying to find, you know, the, the cool new indie films, well, we have folks that do that for you. And they're in their sixth year right here in Tacoma, Tacoma Film Festival. It's a great festival. And Emily Om. And uh, it's hard to believe it's been a year since you've been mm-hmm. in here. A whole year. A whole year. <laughs> and we have a whole new digs and everything. She's the festival and programming director of the Tacoma Film Festival and also the filmmaker liaison. Mm-hmm. Welcome, Emily. Thank you so much. Glad to be here. It's good to have you back. Awesome. I, I spent about uh, an hour and a half or so, and I went through every single film that you have coming into into this festival that and watch the trailers that is impressive i was impressed <laughs> i don't think i've even done that <laughs> <laughs> i'm not impressed with myself i'm impressed with the films and everything you have coming this year Thank it you. is this is definitely in my opinion the best crop of films you guys have had great it is exciting i'm looking forward to it everybody october 6th through the 13th and it's going to be all over Tacoma. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell us some of the venues that we're going to be able to see these films at. For sure. Um, the Grand Cinema is the main um, organization that puts on the festival. So we'll have most of the films at the Grand um, the whole week long. We'll also have films at the Art Museum, School of the Arts, um, Blue Mouse, University of Puget Sound, University of Washington Tacoma. And we're also going to be part of um, the Broadway Center's Fall Free for All um, mm. over the weekend. So we'll have a film at the Pantages Saturday and one at the Pantages on Sunday. They're both free. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. And are, are you also at Annie Wright at some point? That's too? opening night, yes. Opening night. Mm-hmm. That's the opening night gala. Yes. Uh, so tell us a little bit about some of the films that, because uh, I know it's got to be a huge process. Mm-hmm. People all year long, I'm assuming as soon as you know the last film rolls, mm-hmm. uh, like last year, you're you're getting submissions so it's a year-long process you got to pare all this stuff down Mm -hmm. um tell us a little bit about the films that you've picked and how how what is the process you go through Mm -hmm. to sort through all of this the submissions it's it's definitely a process (laughs) um (laughs) we get submissions starting in december um so i get a month uh, to breathe <laughs> basically <laughs> per year. Um, and this year we've gotten about 385 submissions or so, um, which is wow. the most we've ever had, obviously. And we somehow decided on 107 of those, um, to put in our program this year. And, um, every movie that we have submitted to us is viewed by at least two people. Um, and if there's a tie, usually I watch it or someone on staff watches it to, mm-hmm. to make that call. Um, but we don't have a set number of movies we want or genres or anything like that. It's just, if it's, if it affects me or someone that's watching it, I want our audiences to see it as well. Well, what I found fascinating, um, with the, with the overall body of work that you're going to be presenting over these, uh, the, between the 6th and the 13th is it doesn't matter what type of film you like, whether you like comedy, whether you like horror documentaries, drama, shorts, animation, what you have it completely covered. Mm-hmm. And I mean, quality stuff. Mm-hmm. And what I, like I said earlier, I find it 
you know, I find it disheartening a lot of times that uh, if I go to the Lakewood 15 or the Lakewood 12 or the South Center, whatever, and there's like, they have, you know, these megaplex theaters and they'll show, they'll have the same movie and it's probably a crappy movie playing on four of them Mm -hmm. rather than dedicating a couple of those to some up and coming filmmakers or films that, you know, would be considered quote art house films or Mm -hmm. whatever. And I think some people get, you know, they get jaded to the fact that, ah, that's those weird, weird mm-hmm. films. These mm-hmm. aren't the weird fil- right. films, are they? No, they're not. I mean, this is why I'm so passionate about my job is bringing these movies, like you say, that aren't the big Hollywood rollouts that have thousands of dollars behind it. It's people that are passionate about their work, that are talented, have great stories. And, you, you know, people won't see them unless we have the Tacoma Film Festival and other festivals like us. Yeah, and there's one movie in here that I, uh, I'm i trying to remember the name of it. I'm going to try to look it up here as we're talking, <laughs> uh, that I found really amazing because it almost, um, it almost explains what you guys are doing. And it's the, and I can't remember the name. Maybe you can help me. It's the one about <clears throat> where they're talking about uh, in this day of uh, modern creativity and everything, mm-hmm. It's called like fast rewind. Um, press pause play. Press pa- pause play. Mm-hmm. That is almost like it looks like it encapsulates or encapsulates how we're all feeling right mm-hmm. now about the creative uh, ability mm-hmm. of artists in this day and age. Mm-hmm. Everybody they they kept stressing, you know, we don't even know where our pe- next paycheck's coming from. Right. But there's so much availability to mm-hmm. express yourself creatively, mm-hmm. creatively, mm-hmm. and uh, and so I think it's cool that that film festivals which is a creative expression mm-hmm. for our community that you guys do this. And I'm looking forward to seeing that. It's really excellent. I mean, it's fascinating to think about the digital age mm-hmm. and how we picture that as um, enhancing the creativity that we all have and productivity. But really, it's stifling it because there's so much, like you said, so much opportunity and so many new things happening. Right. It's hard to keep up with it and it's hard to come out with the best product at that time because it's always changing. Yeah, because one of the guys, uh, one of the people they were talking to and they said, um, yeah, if anybody with 1500 bucks can buy a video mm-hmm. camera and become a filmmaker. Yep. And then with, you know, with uh, YouTube or the internet, you can distribute it or whatever. So it's like, there's massive amounts of people out there who are putting stuff out mm-hmm. and some, some of it's brilliant. Some of it's completely horrible right. and, but it's mass overload. Mm-hmm. So we need folks like you to kind of sift it down mm-hmm. and say to us, we, you know, we've seen lots and lots of things. This is our expertise, and these are kind mm-hmm. of things, these are the ones we're picking to show you that we believe right. are the cream of the crop. And that's that's what I've been saying all along, is I want the people who come to the festival to know that we've been the filter, you mm-hmm. know, because there is all that out there. And I want them to trust our opinion and know that we've watched everything, and we, we chose what we thought was the best and what we think they'll enjoy. Yeah, and the website is TacomaFilmFestival.com, yes. and we will have a link to that, uh, obviously, on our uh, website. So you just click the poster that's on our website. It will take you straight to Tacoma Film Festival. And if you're if you're so inclined, you can get a T-shirt and mm-hmm. a canvas bag. I mm-hmm. think that's very cool. Now tell us about the prices. Um, I know it goes. It's I believe it starts at the top with the all X access mm-hmm. pass mm-hmm. and then goes down to i'm assuming individual shows can you break that Correct. down for us yes um we have an all access vip pass which is only 125 dollars. ain't bad gets you into everything opening night closing night awards all the movies nice. and um an exclusive mixer with all the filmmakers that are in town that weekend wow um and you get a, a tote bag full of goodies from 
area restaurants and, and organizations that gave us it's a great co- deal. coupons and things. Um, and then we have a weekend pass, which is $50, and you get all movies Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, no events included in that. And then we just go down to regular ticket um, costs, same as the Grand Cinema, so eight fifty general admission, six fifty matinee, student, military, senior. How much popcorn do you guys go through during this festival? <laughs> uh, bags and hundreds, <laughs> hundreds of pounds. <laughs> yeah, do you have like the Puyallup Fair vendors all on on speed dials? So. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, we we, we over ordered. Um, hopefully, in pre- preparations, so we'll be okay. <laughs> I think lots of people are want to want to be munching down while they're watching these because absolutely the way you have them backed up is is awesome, and and you have mo- different movies paired with each other Mm -hmm. now uh, because we're located in Tacoma and we're Tacoma proud tell us about some of the homegrown talent that is represented here yeah um, that's another exciting thing this year I changed up the structure of the festival a little bit so we're showing the majority of the Tacoma Seattle connected films on Monday and Tuesday of the festival so I look at it its own little festival inside the whole thing which Mm -hmm. I think is great to showcase um, the filmmakers in our own backyards Um, and we have uh, several Tacoma based films one is called um, Fantastic Confabulations that's by Andrew Finnegan who's been involved with the festival several years Um, we're going to have A Perfect Life um, directed by Chad Ruin Um, another short by Leonard Haggerty Haggerty called Magnificent Abstraction Nice. Um, handful of other shorts from Seattle and Tacoma as well. Right. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know Joe Rosati's film is also uh, being represented. That's that's a perfect life. Perfect life. Yeah, yeah beautiful. Mm-hmm. So, and Joe Rosati, by the way, is going to be on a program next week to tell us all about that, and I think sing some songs from it. So, mm-hmm. we're excited about having Joe back in town. He's he's doing real well for himself. He is. Tacoma is the website you want to go to. They have it all broken down for you by day, by event, by activity, everything you need to know from the opening night gala all the way to the close. Uh, and everything how about um, there's also going to be some representatives like some of the film directors Mm -hmm. and some of the uh, I believe the actors and so forth Mm -hmm. tell us who's going to who's going to be here this year yeah we we have about a third of the films represented this year which is awesome Um, and one great um, visitor we'll have is the lead actor of the opening night film Um, the the movie is natural selection it was a huge hit at South by Southwest Film Festival this year one of my favorite films this year and Matt O'Leary is a lead actor he'll be flying out out, um, for the gala and a Q&A after the movie. Um, it's and an interesting premise for that it film. It is. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, very, it's very unexpected, yeah. but a very, very entertaining movie. I think people like it. Cool. Um, and like I said, we have about 30 to 40 filmmakers going to be in attendance. Um, same goes for our closing night movie, The Off Hours. We'll have Megan Griffiths here from Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, for that and so um, as the, as they're here and they're I assume most of them will sit in you know when their film is shown mm-hmm. are, are they pretty available just to chat with and, absolutely you know, have a conversation yeah with? If, if anyone's here for their film we'll do a Q&A after the movie for sure and awesome. people can ask questions and there's you know, the filmmakers are always going to be milling around the grand that weekend so it's it, there's a lot of opportunity to meet them so sixth year for you guys congratulations mm-hmm. i think you. that's awesome Thanks. and i think this is going to be a huge success thank you i know i'm planning on being down there for uh several of them uh i was telling you earlier the escobar mm-hmm. there's one about the two escobar mm-hmm. they're not brothers but they're both with the last name Correct. and how their paths cross mm-hmm. looks fascinating um the redemption of general but naked but naked <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, when i saw the, when i saw the title i'm like mm-hmm. what the hell is mm-hmm. this but then when i actually cl- looked at the trailer i was 
fascinated. Mm-hmm. And there's uh, there's a bu- there, I mean, there's so many I want to see. I know I can't see them all, mm-hmm. but at least you've brought them to my attention, mm-hmm. which I think is really cool. Great. So um, you have. I have a couple two, of passes two, yeah, or something. Two pairs of tickets here wow. to give away. And what are these for? Um, they're just general admission passes. You just bring them into the grand or a venue and redeem it for a ticket to a movie of your choice at the festival. All right. So we have two pair of general admission tickets to uh, any show you want to go to, pr- correct? Correct. At the Tacoma Film Festival. Mm-hmm. All right. We're going to make this easy. Okay. Uh, all you have to do is email us at nwczradio gmail.com. Tell us. The name of the film that is being that is going to play opening night. We just talked about it, mm-hmm. and it's on their website at TacomaFilmFestival.com. It's not that hard, people, and uh, you can use these tickets to go see any any film between October sixth and thirteenth, all over Tacoma. And uh, we really appreciate it. That's, that's very, very cool that you would do that. Well, I want people to come see it. I think they'll really enjoy I think, it. I think people are going to hop on that. Yeah. We'll have those uh, out of here uh, in no time. Mm-hmm. And uh, Emily, anything else? Anything else that we that you want to cover that we didn't cover uh, that you want to tell us about? Oh, gosh. I don't think so. I think we covered most of it. October 6th through 13th uh, at the Grand Tacoma Art Museum, School of the Arts, University of Puget Sound, Blue Mouse, uh, University of Washington, Tacoma, all over town is where this film festival is taking place. Emily Alm, film, uh, she's the festival and programming director. And again, I can't believe it's been a year. I hope we don't have to wait another year to see you. Because <laughs> we, enjoy, we enjoy having you in so much. So. I like being here. Thank you. Congratulations on the sixth year. Thanks it's so going to be amazing. Thank, Thank you. you. Welcome to Vox Talks, a Northwest Convergent Zone short, where they give me a microphone and they just let me ramble on. Featured every Sunday sometime between 9 and 11 p.m. on nwczradio.com. And if you don't like it, Well, I suggest you go listen to the podcast. And you know what? You can just fast forward. Hello, hello. This is Voxy, and you are listening to Vox Talks on the Northwest Convergence Zone. And of course, this week, I want to address the Occupy movement, the peaceful protests that are rising up all across the United States and beyond, starting with Occupy Wall Street in New York City, and now even more close to home here in the Pacific Northwest, with other protests in support rising up in Seattle, Portland, Olympia. If you haven't heard about it, I suggest you Google Occupy Wall Street and then go from there. The mainstream media is avoiding it. A lot of the criticism that I've heard about it is that there's no real focused cause or direction. Uh, People are saying, what are their demands? And true, there are several issues on the table, like health care, unemployment, government spending, bank bailouts, corporate influence in government, the Federal Reserve, etc. But their crying call is that we are the 99%. And these are all issues of the 99%. What is the 99%? Well, the 99% is the majority in solidarity over the 1% who own 70% of all financial assets. When you research it, the numbers are truly astounding. We are no longer a democracy, but rather a corporatocracy. The 99% agrees that the system is broken. 
They are saying, what is your one demand? They're holding space for open discussion and communication. I say, be a part of this discussion. What would you change? What would be your one demand? What, why, and how? Isn't this truly what a democracy is supposed to be? Where your thoughts and ideas really do count? So think hard about that. That's your homework, boys and girls. And maybe someone should start a website where everyone's ideas on what to change and how can be posted and voted on. Whatever rises to the top 20 or so would probably be all good places to start. Obviously, there is no one answer, but certainly 99% can come up with some great solutions. I think one thing we can all agree on is that a lot of people feel very strongly that their voices are not being heard. And I believe freedom of speech to be one of the most basic and important liberties we have. I, for one, am grateful for their courage. now and then uh artist comes around comes to uh our, our attention and i've known about johnny for quite some times but you just wonder how they do it um they're just so busy have so many projects going on in so many different bands and and working on so many creative levels uh you i sit back and just i'm in on and you just wonder how one person has the drive and the attention span and and uh all of the you know the the stamina the energy yeah to do it all and what i'm primarily talking about is that johnny just released two brand new cds that uh he actually hand delivered to the to the station we've been playing stuff uh, a lot of his tunes off of it. That is called Pity Party. They both dropped at the same time? Uh, yep. And uh, that is off of Drown. And then he also has Swim. And they're fantastic. And it really shows his the diversity of what he can do. I mean, he's a fantastic vocalist, amazing guitar player. And I assume he does lots of other stuff that's amazing. We're going to find out right now because he's in here today. Johnny, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me out. Awesome. It's good to have you on. Um Originally from Reno. Yep. The biggest little city in the world. In the world. <laughs> now, a lot of us 
I'm myself included, go to Reno to like have a good time. And we, we see basically like a, a small aspect of Reno. What is it like to grow up and hang out there? Uh, Reno is pretty much a microcosm of everything that's wrong with America. <laughs> you got, wow. you got your gangs and your violence and your drugs and nothing for the kids to do. And you also have your prostitution and your gambling and nothing much for the adults. We know to which do part of town Johnny was trouble. hanging yeah. out in. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, uh, I, I honestly spent most of my time either out at Pyramid Lake fishing or up at, uh, Lake Tahoe snowboarding, uh, just to get the heck out of there. Mm. Um, it, I have good friends there. There's good people there, but it, it has a lot of drama and not a lot of perks. If you live there for a long time, it's fun. It's fun to go there for a weekend, but to to live there and grow up, it'll drive you insane if you don't leave. So you have the beautiful Truckee river. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And that was it. I, I spent a lot of time fishing. So, uh, what, and at what point, how old were you when you decided to jet out of town? Um, I actually bounced back and forth in and out of Reno because my parents had split up. So I spent a couple years on and off down in uh, New Mexico. Mm -hmm. And so I had this little joint custody back and forth thing going on through most of my junior high and high school years. So I was kind of born a transient and I moved back there uh, after I graduated from high school and spent a number of years there growing more and more frustrated and I, I did well with my bands in that town, but it was a small town. You can only do so much. So I think it was about 1997. I came up to Seattle on a whim, just uh, on a vacation with some friends and fell in love with the place. There was more culture in Pike Place Market and then the whole state of Nevada, as far as I was concerned. <laughs> so I worked my ass off and uh, saved up some money. And about a year later, I moved up here and um, everything fell apart. And it was the most difficult two or three years of my life most sane people would have left but I just kept pushing forward and uh eventually right when I was just about on my feet someone broke in my house and stole all my guitars all my recording equipment everything I'd ever worked my whole life for so double d will you give that stuff back now please yeah yeah, (laughs) or we're calling the cops it it was uh, (laughs) a new low point but uh Basically, out, yeah, what of, is out, of, out of those ashes rose Johnny Smokes. And what like, is that like, a like Phoenix, to, you know, to come I, home? Uh, take us through that moment. You, you know, you've gone through some rough years. You're working your ass off to get yourself back to a point where you're feeling good. Uh, what was the moment you discovered this stuff was gone? And, and how, how crushing is that on your soul? That was a big hit because um, I had been snowboarding all day with my girlfriend and her brother, and we we came up, and his truck was not in front of my house. It was halfway down the street with the window rolled down. So we were like, what's going on here? And one of my guitars that was currently in the middle of being put back together, the body of it was in the front seat. So I'm like, wait a minute, somebody's been in my house. We Mm -hmm. all ran back up to my house and found my sliding glass door shattered. And my house was just destroyed. Wow. So uh, I had 20 guitars and basses. All of them were gone. Oh. Um, I was a snowboard rep at the time. So there was probably 20 snowboards that were stolen. Wow. All my amplifiers, my recording studio. I had just finished recording my, my first solo album and just basically needed to, to uh, drop a couple backup vocals and mix it down. And, and all the tapes that it was recorded on, the, the mini discs, 
had ended up in a pile on the floor with a plant knocked over and a pitcher of water spilled on oh. it for good boots. So everything I had was destroyed. Oh. Um, so it, it was it was really hard, and you know the police didn't help at all. They seemed like irritated by the fact that I had to call them, <laughs> and only through my own detective work was I able to eventually figure out who it was. And oh, so you did find out? Yeah, who, and then was it somebody you knew? It was my girlfriend's brother's ex-wife. Um, they had just wow. gotten divorced and she had been to my house one time and knew that I was going to be out of town because Eric said we were going snowboarding. And so she took advantage of it and came over with her new boyfriend and broke in my house. She's still which, living? Uh, <laughs> probably not very well. Karma definitely caught up with them. Wow. I only got back a couple of my guitars and then the rest of it went to the wind. Um, you know, they had state ordered restitution, which they've never paid a dime of for. Wow. So it, it, it just was a real big disappointment. But because of that, um, I was so infuriated and determined that I just wouldn't quit. And the only thing I could do at the moment was sing. So I looked in the paper and I found a cover band that needed a singer right now. We have like a year <laughs> of shows booked. We're losing money. We need a singer right now, five nights a week. You know, every show will pay you at least a hundred bucks. Please, please, please call us. So I called up these guys. Um, and sure enough, like they were just about to throw in the towel because they'd gone through like 40 different people and nobody mm -hmm. could sing. And I was able to jump right in. And two weeks later, I was playing five nights a week with them and starting to save money up. I met a lot of really cool musicians around the Seattle and Tacoma scene. And everybody kind of got to know me and know my story. And so I had a lot of really good people say, hey, I've got a guitar. Um, take it and just give me 20 bucks a week. And, you know, you can just pay it off and whatever. It's all good. Hey, you got an amp. Uh, you know, I'll give you that. You can borrow that. And eventually, if you want to buy it, just give me 20 bucks a week. So, hmm community right yeah there. it was great well because i know, mean uh, i mean you know uh uh most people i would say would take that and just go fuck it i'm done you know, i i that's the message that you're receiving from the universe i'm not supposed to do this well I'm no I, I looked at it like um everything that i had worked for had been taken away so there was this huge hole in my life mm -hmm. and something needed to fill it and it's the only thing i love to do I, I mean, like I, I get up, I go to work all day, working whatever jobs I was doing and every penny that I had went into music equipment and playing music. Every moment of free time, even if I was in pain, I would pick up my guitar and force myself to play with cuts and burns on my fingers and sprained hmm. wrists and whatever else I'd put myself through on my day job. So I, I had to fill this hole. And then the funny thing was, is because of that a catastrophic event in my life, uh, it was actually perfect because it put me in a position to do something I never would have done. I never would have joined a cover band. Right. I wasn't even thinking that way. I was trying to pursue my own original music and I never thought about going out and singing white zombie songs for money. <laughs> right. And you know, these, these but it guys and your resolve at yeah. the same time. Too. Yeah. And it was actually, it was a good release for me emotionally to get up there night after night in front of a crowd and be able to sing down with the sickness from disturbed and <laughs> right. awake from God smack and some of these, you know, hard driving songs. Cause we did a lot of the stuff that was basically on KISW funky monkey, those, mm -hmm. those radio stations at the time. And, um, yeah, it was great. I got to sing Alice in Chains songs and, you know, we'd do some fun stuff from sublime and, uh, you know, you and me, baby, ain't nothing but mammals. So, you know, I got, uh, I, I, I got to run the whole gamut and uh, play a really wide variety of music, um, which I like. Mm -hmm. And I was able to do vocally 
and uh, I got to start playing guitar again. Everybody in the band helped me out. A lot of other musicians in the scene helped me out. And so it really put me back on my feet very quickly and then rocketed me forward because of all the connections that I made, I was able to start picking up solo acoustic gigs on the side. And so for the first couple of years, I basically quit my day job and started playing seven nights a week. If I wow. wasn't playing with the band, I was playing by myself and, you know, getting up there and performing for three or four hours every night got me to a different level of vocal ability, um, definitely increased my guitar playing abilities, you know, cause I was, I was just immersed in it. Well, we're going to come back and talk about uh, several of the bands that you're in and some of the shows you have coming up and other stuff. Johnny Smokes, our guest. This is a track off of Swim, titled Boomerang. name of the track is boomerang and johnny smokes and that is off of swim he has two brand new cds swim and drown both of them are fantastic and you can go to johnnysmokes.com you can get it on itunes and you can go see him and get a copy of both of them how much are these johnny uh five bucks if you buy them at my shows wow. i think yeah there's there's seven songs on there i wanted to make them inexpensive you know and uh, it, I was originally thinking of putting all that material on one CD, but, um, five bucks is a lot easier than 10 bucks for a lot of people. And I was able to put some of the acoustic stuff and like boomerang, mm -hmm. uh, on, on the swim album. It's more of a lighter tones. And then I put all the darker, heavier stuff like pity party and mm -hmm. some of the other on drown. Heavy I love things that. I love drown. the drown swim thing. The yeah, it's concept very, very cool. of it. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, did you, did you do all the instruments and 
Yeah, I, I, I the bongos. I did everything, everything but take the pictures. I, <laughs> I I play every instrument in my live show, it's so awesome. I did it all in the studio. I recorded and mastered and yeah, mixed and produced house. it. It's all straight out of my basement. Um, just well, I, go to johnnysmokes.com and you can learn all about Johnny. And he has great videos. Uh, he has uh, his links to his uh, Facebook and um, still on MySpace, brother. Yeah, I have a site there. It's, it's mostly links to other sites. I don't think you sites. can get rid of a MySpace site, actually. But I want to tell you, I'll I want to hip you to some shows that uh, Johnny's putting on uh, coming up here real soon. Uh, Friday the 7th, he is at the Bridge in West Seattle. And Saturday the 8th, full day, brother. Yeah. At the Backstage Bar and Grill in Tacoma. That's going to be a massive show. I hope a lot of people uh, take advantage of that because... There's there's a lot going on. There's on a Saturday. lot going on on that one, and then on the ninth, you're at Finity's Irish Pub in Snoqualmie, yeah. and on the fourteenth, you're at the Yuppie. Um, it's the Yuppie Tavern. The Yuppie Tavern slash, yuppie slash pond. pond. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. That's in Kirkland. The twenty first at our good friends Louis G's, and on Friday twenty eighth, this is the one I've got circled. That's the big Halloween party at the Jet and Mill creek yeah and then uh saturday the 29th we're also doing astro creep again down in tacoma yeah let's talk about the bands you're in you obviously you're a fantastic solo artist but you're in quite a few cover bands that get a lot of critical acclaim that's good to hear (laughs) it's it's true uh jar of flies and you guys played our summer crush i believe yeah last year at hell's kitchen and that's of course the alice in chains and that's with our good friend rain uh, you're in Outshined, mm-hmm. which is a sound garden, Temple of the Dog, and Astro Creep, the White Zombie. Am I missing one? What else are you doing? Uh, I actually went out on tour last year with Warl Dane uh, for his solo album. Uh, he's the singer from Nevermore and Sanctuary, mm-hmm. and I'll be working with him and Matt Wickland on the next solo album once he gets done working on Sanctuary later this next year. And so when you, okay, as a as an artist who is you're in several bands you do solo gigs and all these things um and you're up on stage with the band and there may be like a you know like a a full room or and you know when you're on tour you're playing in front of big crowds and then other times you know there might be uh it's a slow night or whatever there's 15 three three, four whatever (laughs) How, how how do you how do you deal with that as an artist, and where do you go to in uh, you know in your creative uh, conscious to whether it's three or three hundred? What's that like for you as an artist to look out and what's easier, what's harder, what 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 what's that whole experience like? I like feeding on the crowd. So sometimes when there's three people and they're really into it, and I really have to push myself to entertain three people. Um, yeah, that's, <laughs> a, gonna be doing, that's a difficult night. Harder, yeah. Yeah. He's going to be doing it in just a yeah. couple of minutes. <laughs> um, but uh, we're four. If you if you can get three people to clap and scream and enjoy the show, then playing in front of thirty thousand is no big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, the big crowds are kind of easy because. There is a sense of excitement just in a crowd. You don't it's, feel like any one person is standing out too with the eye contact in your audience. Maybe. Kind of a faceless like crowd. Well, I I tend to just try and connect with as many people as I can while I'm playing. I'm always looking around and seeing who's looking back and try to engage people. It's it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of energy getting transferred 
when you're creating a song and playing live. So I, I, I love it when more people are actually involved, but if it's just an intimate thing between me and a couple people that aren't even paying attention, that's sometimes when I'm at my best because I really pour it out to try and get them to turn their head away from the TV or something and, and actually pay attention to what I'm doing. Well, and of, of the uh, tribute bands that you play in, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm not asking which is, what's your favorite band that you're playing in with the different fellows, what are some of your favorite songs, cover songs to play? Because I know a lot of musicians, um, you know, they say, well, it's not, it's not, the creativity is not quite as high because you're obviously playing somebody else's stuff, but there's some difficulty in you want to, you know, you want to have a very good representation of the song and you know what the what this band was about and so forth so for you as an individual what are some of your favorite songs uh that you play in all these different bands that are cut that are covers well when we're doing the tributes uh we actually try to sound exactly like the album Mm -hmm. so uh the creativity i guess comes in to not ruining it (laughs) you don't you don't want to make it your own you want to you want to try and actually pay tribute to what the original artist has done so like with jar of flies for instance uh we all sat down and dissected every little part of the album and actually having jt play with me as well was a great addition because we were able to do a lot of the two guitar stuff Mm -hmm. um and we've even gotten creative in the way of, okay, there's three or four guitars going on in this part. How can we do something that represents two parts at a time? So there's there's a lot of decision-making and sometimes adapting certain chords and things to, That's to try and fill up in. that. Yeah. And then Sounds same like thing with the work. vocals. Yeah, you know, Allison Chains has many layers of vocals. And so... The uh, harmonies or... Yeah, having know. me and Rain tackle most of it, we can still have Shannon on bass and JT fill in some of those third and fourth harmonies or other parts. So just in dissecting somebody else's material there's there's a lot that goes into that um you know in 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 a typical cover band you know you just try to get it to sound close enough and have some fun with it but these tributes that we're doing uh we've really got every little detail that we possibly can ironed out and we don't get lazy about it well i still go back and listen to the albums before every show and really make sure that i'm getting every little nuance or something so have you ever uh met any of the bands that you are that you're doing these tributes to actually yeah um i've met most of alice in chains uh i've met kim thale actually at a baseball game from soundgarden and, had they uh, heard had they heard you or heard of you or any feedback from them on Sean the- Kenny actually uh knows who I am and uh knows what we were doing and we've had a couple encounters down at the Central and nice. the Phoenix and stuff and he's he's a really funny guy um I think uh he you know, I didn't come up to him gushing and treating right. him like a rock star. I was like, hey, Sean, what's up? You want to drink a beer with me? And I play your stuff all the time. Yeah. So you know, and I just kind of joke with him and it's like, yeah, whatever. I'm in a tribute band. So are you. <laughs> yeah. so you just happen to be in the same tribute band that I am. <laughs> I had a couple of questions. Yeah, he's funny about that. On a lighter note. Is Johnny Smokes your real name or is that more like a statement? Or like Andrew Dice Clay would say, is that like what you do? Yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> also, the solo, <laughs> the, the solo one-man band thing that you had, I went and saw some of the videos of that. 
mm-hmm. and was really curious do you have roadies that help you with all that equipment when you do that solo stuff or is that all she's on sitting you? right over here uh no <laughs> no my girlfriend uh she's smart enough not to do that <laughs> that's uh, a lot of equipment for one person i have a lot of equipment for five people actually um <laughs> and i've i've been told that by pretty much everywhere i play they always say you bring in more equipment than most of the bands we have here <laughs> and then you play it better than them yeah so i'm like all right well i must be doing something right or bizarre no uh with my solo act uh it's pretty much i'm a one-man recording studio one-man record label a one-man booking agency unfortunately i'm usually a one-man road crew as well wow but wow um, what commitment i get my he's a one-man machine folks yeah i completely fill up my uh my astro van and unload it a couple times a day and (sighs) that keeps me healthy for sure look look at the shape he's in yeah (laughs) <laughs> not an ounce of fat on the board. Yeah, I just actually, I went to my high school reunion and uh, everybody was amazed that I still look the way that I do after all these know, years being on stage for 20 years. They all thought I'd be dead by now. <laughs> like, no, nah, man, rock and roll keeps you young. Yeah, it does. Exactly. Kiss, what are they, like 150 and they're still... <laughs> yeah, Gene Simmons just got married. Great. So yeah. congrats to that boy. That's awesome. All right, let's go into another song, Johnny Smokes. And you can check him out at johnnysmokes.com. You can see those videos that Voxy was referring to. This is off of his one of his latest CDs happy song Johnny Smokes CD Swim. That's Johnny Smokes doing Happy Song. And it makes you happy. On this gray, rainy day, that's a very (laughs) sweet song, Johnny. Hey, don't let Johnny fool you, though. This dude can rock. If you have not seen him on stage uh, doing the rock and roll thing, it's amazing. Uh, So it's nice to see a softer side, Johnny. I didn't even know that existed. Uh, You know, I, I grew up listening to everything from... Johnny Cash and Debbie Boone and Patsy Cline stuff that my grandparents had all the way up to Slayer and Testament and Megadeth, which is my own <laughs> so you're well-rounded. personal enjoyment. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, my parents had great record collections. I got exposed to like Pink Floyd and Kansas and nice. Jethro Tull and a lot of progressive bands. Yes. Um, Genesis and Marillion and King Crimson. And so they did you then right. they'd turn around and have, you know, pop stuff in there like Journey in Asia and 
you know, Billy Idol. Sounds like a well-rounded <laughs> so, library yeah, to me. I, 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 I like, I like to play all that different stuff. I like to listen to it. Um, I, I came up as a musician because I went and saw Iron Maiden as a kid and just wanted to be a bass player intensely. <laughs> so my dad finally bought me a bass after begging him for a couple of years and then dragged me out in the garage and made me play with his classic rock cover band. So I, I got to play a lot of that stuff <laughs> with dad. And Baptism we, by fire. Huh? Yeah, it was, I, I think I only played for maybe like four weeks. And next thing I know, I was on stage every weekend with wow. my dad's band. And that's like when I was in eighth grade. Wow. So that's I've, amazing. I've been on stage ever since. And hey, I um, wanted to ask you about this, uh, this band that you have. And I... Maybe you can tell us more about it because I've not I have not seen this band I haven't heard of them but it's the the Smoking Lounge, uh, the Smoking Lounge is pretty much the same members of the core of Jar of Flies and Outshine. Uh, J T Phillips plays guitar, Shannon Sharp plays bass, and Daryl Williams is on drums. Um, and we started out as just a variety cover band. We were playing a lot of fun party rock and grunge songs and, you know, Master of Puppets and Walk from Pantera and just a little bit of everything under the sun. It was kind of an extension of what I was doing in my solo show, but actually with a full band. And then out of that, we pretty much uh, dragged Rain Stone out and <laughs> made him sing and we started the Alice in Chains tribute Jar of Flies um, and some years later uh, they were all good friends with Kevin Hoffman and said hey Kevin can sound just like Chris Cornell you know we should mm -hmm. do some Soundgarden stuff and Kevin was up for it so it was really easy to just have that same core band be in both projects um, so the smoking lounge is kind of just an extension of all of that I already do. Um, it's picking some songs you like and just yeah, letting and, it roll. And we have fun with them. You know, we, that, that's, that's a little bit more open to interpretation. It's not necessarily a tribute band. So right. we'll take something fun, like blister in the sun and turn up the distortion and really rock it out. Nice. <laughs> you know? And so we, we get creative with that little project and it's, it's usually a pretty good time. Well, it's a cool name for a band, first of all. And uh, yeah, let me know when you guys are playing again. Yeah. I'd like to come out and see that. Yeah, so we'll, we'll be like finishing up the the night after uh, Outshine plays at the backstage next weekend on the eighth. Oh, so very it, good. It'll be a lot of fun there. And look at Johnny; he's leading right into what I was about to talk about, <laughs> which is where you'll be playing. Yeah, Friday, October seventh at the Bridge in West Seattle. Saturday, the eighth, backstage bar and grill, and that's that's going to be. Uh, that's going to be a phenomenal night. There's a lot going on that night. Yeah, and early is all ages. So if you get there at 8, you can catch Rainstone and JT do a solo show. You can catch me do a bunch of my solo loops. Those songs that you guys were playing were actually stuff that I play live with a loop sampler. And mm -hmm. I play all those instruments into the loop. And so Jeez. what you're hearing is what I'm actually performing on stage. Um, and then we're going to go into the Outshine set, do a couple hours of Soundgarden and Temple of the Dogs. we got a great show lined up there. And then we're going to just close the night out with a whole bunch of other grunge hits and party fun rock and it'll be a good night. Sounds like a great time. Yeah, definitely. Then on the night you're at Finity's uh, Irish pub in yep. Soqualmie. Sunday's always out at Finity's unless I'm on tour. So it's a fun oh, little Is that like a home base show. thing on you forever? Like a, yeah. Hit that every yeah. Sunday? If uh, you're ever out around uh, the falls or North Bend or if you're yeah. just out there, you know, you can bring the kids out or just bring grandma out or whatever. It's just a fun acoustic night. Yuppie Tavern and Kirkland on the 14th. Yep, that's all me. 21st at Louis G's and Fife. That's with Astro, or uh, sorry, uh, the 21st is an all-ages show, and we're going to open up with Outshined, 
and close the night with Jar of Flies. So if you want to see Soundgarden, Temple of the Dog, Alice in Chains, and Mad Season all in one night. It's a fun place to play, isn't it? Bring the kids. Yeah, Luigi's, I can't say enough good stuff about that place. The yeah. stage is great. The staff is great. The pizza's addictive. I don't know what he does to it, but <laughs> I think his he food is drugs in there as well. I think it's the love. You know, it's there's, awesome. there's a lot of love in that place, yeah, and absolutely. it comes through in the food. It's dream pizza. And it then is. on the 28th, you are at the Jet in Mill Creek with Astro Creep. Yeah, I'll be opening up, doing some original loops, and then rocking all night as zombie. And then, uh, yeah, Saturday the 29th, we're going to continue our Halloween weekend with Astro Creep and Bullet in the Head, which is a phenomenal Rage Against the Machine tribute. And they'll be playing with us down in Tacoma at the backstage. If, you, if you've never seen Rage Against the Machine, you've got to see Bullet in your head. Those guys uh, We've are heard that about phenomenal. them before, yep. I think. We have yeah. definitely, yeah. A lot of people are raving about those guys. Yeah. And you can find all this information on johnnysmokes.com. The link is on our website. Just click uh, Johnny's picture or his name, and it will lead you there. And there's J-O-N-N-Y. Uh, thank no, you. H. no H. Yeah. No H. And also, uh, <laughs> you can pick up Swim and Drown, the two new CDs, five bucks each, folks. And... That's amazing because there's two, four, six, seven songs on one, two, four, six, eight on the other, right? Uh, I think it's seven and seven, but sure, two, I'll, th- I'll throw one in free. Oh, no, you're right. <laughs> seven and seven. Big so D can't count. 14, no, I can't. Uh, 14 songs for 10 bucks or just buy them individually. Uh, it's, it's, it's yeah, they're smoke- on iTunes. They're on CD Baby. It's a smoking yeah. Deal. Smoking deal. Johnny smoking deal. <laughs> Johnny, it's always a pleasure to see you, my man. I Thank appreciate you. you coming in, and we're going to let you get set up, and you're going to grace us with uh, another great tune, right? Yeah, I'll do a little acoustic version of Memory Lane. There's actually uh, an acoustic version on the Swim album, and then I do the full rock version on the Drown album, so that you can uh, imagine all the drums and distorted guitars. <laughs> all right, very good. Johnny Smokes, everybody. This is Johnny Smokes, and uh, you're listening to Northwest Convergence Zone Radio. I'm going to play a little song I wrote. This one's called Memory Lane. Still remembering 
Turn up the heater when I feel you chilling me Habits learned with every turn Still remembering Driving through the memories And every lonely street still calls your name No one sits beside me But the road still drives the same Miles roll by and still I feel the pain The sky still cries its tears And I let the wipers wash away Tying the miles of distance Smiles and all the while the memories still don't Seem to fade Can I drive away the shame? Take the wheel, the pain is real And all the memories remain Cannot wipe the strain away Strip my gears and cannot steer And all the roads to drive the same want to thank johnny smokes for coming in and uh what a talented cat that guy Pretty is fascinating he, yeah he is in so many bands and does he, i mean he's like the he's the instrumental version of what rain stone yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no because you know we've had rain in several times and they collaborate true, on some, yeah. uh, and rain's in a ton of bands and johnny's in a ton of bands um it's always it always fascinates me these people that can just be in lots of different bands that play diff- completely different styles of music because um, you know and then his own stuff is even completely different completely so, different yeah. so he's got a lot of music going on in his soul and i appreciate him sharing it with us hope you guys Good enjoyed that too. yeah exactly and uh, of course vox talks thank you for doing that vox mm-hmm. uh and if you want to stay up to date on what's going on in the world of the protest uh basically your facebook page you're really keeping people informed uh, you know what? I'm just finding stuff that I find interesting and, and relevant to me. So I'm posting it to share because, you know, you, everyone has the choice to read it or ignore it or, you know, comment well, I don't on think it. You're, or, I don't think you're beating anybody over the head with it. I just say uh, mainstream media and a lot of places aren't reporting it. They're starting to pick up on it now. And, and even today. Only because people are getting arrested. Even today. I just I, I just 30 minutes ago checked my Yahoo email and it's it's one of the front front page articles on yahoo now so it's starting to get starting to get some traction some mainstream media did i hear you're gonna do the one in tacoma i i might I mean, go to the there. one you're gonna it, do it, uh, it, it, they gonna it go depends. play it 
Well, I, I just found out today, actually, that one is starting up in Tacoma. And so they were having a meeting tonight. I don't know what the schedule is for the rest of the week. So it'll be depend on whether or not it works into, you know, my I'm sure you probably can find schedule. that on Facebook, too. Oh, yeah. So, Vox, do you guys, uh, do you guys have any uh, gigs coming up? I know... You're doing the uh, the birthday gig out at Louis. Yeah, October fourteenth, Friday is gonna be my big birthday party, and it's Luigi's birthday too. So we're doing kind of a oh. double birthday bash, and uh, we got Kurt Lindsay from Body Box. He's gonna open um, doing some solo stuff, and I heard a little rumor that they've picked up a new bassist, and they might be ready to do a little Body Box by the show too. Oh, really? So, but that's a, keep it on the down. Shh, don't Shh. tell anybody about that. And then Mom's Rocket will be closing it up. And what? Yeah. Really? Really. Mom's rockets on the bill. All right. All right. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Now, <laughs> now I'm <laughs> totally in. Thanks, thanks, man. Thanks. <laughs> no, hey, I, you know, I went to your birthday bash last year, yeah. and that was, a, that was always a good time. And I think it's gonna be, you know, fantastic down at Louis G's. Yeah, and that's that's Friday, and actually the very next day. Saturday. You think Louis G's has some of the clubs around, uh, some of the places to play around Tacoma? A little nervous. I uh, if he doesn't, if they don't. They should be worried. Because it seems to me like a lot of the really cool um, shows that people want to go to are popping up at Louis G's. Yeah. And uh, the fact that it's all ages and everything. It's, well, and it's just a its a great venue for a lot of reasons. The stage is humongous and the sound is great and the lights and they got the smoke machines and the staff is really good to the bands. And Louis the food. G, The food's great. Luigi is, you know, really trying to do it for the musicians. Well, and it's not like we're getting paid by Louis G's and we're certainly not saying, you know, oh, he's... It's oh, I'm getting a free pizza slice out of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there's a lot of great places around. I'm just curious. Yeah. I just want to throw that out there because uh, we, we hear from a lot of people, a lot of the bands that come in here want to play there, have played there, and it seems like every time I turn around on Facebook, uh, people are all pumping shows or talking about shows that were at Louis G's. So mm, it's a great venue. if you haven't been to Louis G's, it's down in Fife. It's a cool place. But last night we were at Hell's Kitchen, which is another cool venue. And uh, we had six bands. All of them brought it, man. It was uh, from start to finish. Fantastic. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about more about that in the second hour. And also coming up in hour number two, we have a great uh, group out of uh, Seattle, the big medicine that we're going to talk to as well. But we had uh, stopped by in the studio today, not from Brooklyn, some good friends of ours, really cool up-and-coming band uh, out of Tacoma, and I think everybody should uh, get to know these guys. And they laid down a couple of tracks in the studio, and we're going to share one of those with you right now, and we will see you in hour number two. Okay, go ahead, Doc. All right, this is uh, Not From Brooklyn, and this song is called David Byrne. <laughs> 